Welcome to Everything Life Coaching. I'm John Kim. And I'm Noelle Cordeaux. We are the founders of Lumia. And we're super passionate about all things coaching, and we want to share what we've learned from over a decade of coaching and training thousands of life coaches. Let's dive into the science and magic of coaching. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Everything Life Coaching. This is Noelle today, not flying solo. I have with us one of our instructors, a friend of mine, a mentor to our organization, and a phenomenal coach, Julianne Weiss. How are you today? And thank you so much for being here. Oh, I'm so excited to be here with you, Noelle. I can't tell you. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. Well, let's dive in. We're, we're going to talk about um, reframing today as, as our core topic, but beyond reframing and beyond teaching at Lumia, your life and your career is so rich. Please give us a little bit of in, in, intro. Who are you and what do you do as a coach or any juicy tidbits that can <laughs> orient folks to your world? All right. Well, first I'm a dog mom, which I'm excited about because I waited uh, for a long time to be a dog mom. So that's at the top of the list of things people need to know about me. Uh, I think next, um, I had a career in organizational development and talent management and um, steering towards coaching even before I left to go out on my own. Um, and so now I do uh, leadership development workshops. I do some consulting in talent management and organizational development. Um, and of course, I do some executive coaching. And I'm also very proud to be a part of this organization with you, Noelle. Uh, I've been an instructor for Lumia now for four years. Time has really just <laughs> ticked on by. No kidding. It feels like yesterday we um, came to know Julianne because we hired you as a coach for our organization yeah. and it was transformative. So, you know, thank you for that. Thank you for that mentorship that you lent. And one of the classes that you teach that our students just consistently rave about is reframing as a mm -hmm. coaching technique. Yes. Can you tell us a little bit about what reframing is from your perspective and how it fits into the world of coaching. Sure. I'm going to start by using an example and then um, explain uh, the example. So the pandemic was awful. The pandemic had some awful outcomes. The pandemic created both positive and negative outcomes for humanity. The pandemic made me grateful uh, the pandemic has changed the nature of how I see my priorities. So all of those statements, Noel, are about the pandemic, and it's an expansive look about how the pandemic has affected people. Uh, when we reframe, we're helping people see that there isn't a singular way to engage with anything. Um, and most of the time in the world, we don't see things as they are. We see them as we are. And once we choose a perspective, we often have blind spots to the fact that there's a much broader, expansive way of looking at something. And if a coach can help somebody get that kind of expanded view, uh, it can change the nature of their life. I got tingles when I was listening to you. <laughs> that was that was a really 
important thing to hear just, you know, how many different views there were in and around the pandemic. And um, I think reframing is often simplified in context as, okay, this is a skill that I need when something's negative, I'm going to reframe it in the positive, but something that, that I learned from you, that I learned from your work and from the class that you developed, um, is that it's so much more nuanced than that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Can you shed a little bit of, of light on that as, especially from the perspective of training coaches and somebody might be coming at this, um, this concept with really fresh eyes? Yeah. Well, the first thing is it's really hard to determine for anyone else in the world what positive and negative are. Um, so if we were as coaches go into a reframe saying, well, you said something and to me it was negative. And so I'm going to give you something that I think is positive. We're really heading in the wrong direction because we, we don't get to label things for other people. Um, so you're absolutely right, Noel. This is a very nuanced thing. And, and we try to avoid as coaches using language that uh, rates and evaluates. What we are uh, intending to do with a reframe is expand. Uh, because if you started with the first thing, hey, the pandemic was awful, and that's where you left it, there's an awful lot of feelings that could get wrapped up in there that could bring somebody down and, and potentially really change the way they make decisions about things. But if they explored it and examined it, further, and they got to the point where they could say, I've changed my priorities because of what happened in the pandemic. And there's an awful lot of things that I'm grateful for, because it made me look at my world differently. Um, and now I'm finding more fulfillment because I'm spending more time with my family than I ever have. And I don't take them for granted anymore. So, so through not labeling, what we're asking people to do with a frame, reframe is, is just broaden the view, look around and see what else is there without calling it good, bad, positive, or, or negative. Absolutely. And what's coming up for me is, is thinking about the ICF core competencies and, and some just core components of basic coach training, where when we first start working as a coach, often there's an impulse to move from problem to solution. And where deepening skill mastery in coaching and where the richness comes from in coaching mastery is in exactly as you're describing, getting folks to really pull back and take a 360 look at how this particular issue or topic might be showing up in their whole life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what's it like to work with this tool in real life? How is it used? Do you use it on yourself? Um, <laughs> what, what, give us the real deal because I think it's one thing to go through reframing drills and then it's, it's another to, to use it. Yeah. Uh, well, we know that when when we're in a state of high amounts of stress and overwhelm, it's very hard for us to get out of our own way and to see things in a broader view. Um, and I'll often encourage new coaches, you know, if you're in that state of mind, the best thing you can do is sort of lock yourself in a room <laughs> and not engage with other humans because, um, it, you know, our way of being in those moments is is so restrictive. So, in a day-to-day -day basis, 
if I feel myself heading in that direction and I want to change it, right? I have the uh, the resiliency and I guess the ability, uh, capacity to say, I can feel my feelings right now and um, I want to see if I can shift them mm-hmm. and I want to expand my perspective. I, I go through what's called a perspective wheel and I essentially just say, what else is here in addition to how I'm feeling right in this minute? What else is here for me? Um, and by the time I go around the wheel, right, I've done that question, you know, six to eight times. Um, my peripheral vision has uh, grown exponentially because it's, it's in a sense forced me to move beyond that sort of immediate sense and to look around. So for example, um, you know, when the pandemic hit, I think for a lot of us, we were all very worried about our businesses, uh, our financial situations. Um, I think for a lot of people, it was very hard to imagine anything good coming of it. And in hindsight, it's much easier for us to do that. Um, and through the use of something like a perspective wheel, where we're asking ourselves that question, you know, what else is here for me? What else is around me that I could look at? What else is there for me to engage with? And by that simple question, you you do start to move your head and left and right, up and down. Um, And the next thing you know, you can feel the nature of your state of mind, um, how your body feels, um, a lightness starting to return because now you have a sense of a broader view. You use the term 360. I think that's a really good one because if we were to keep looking around, we'd probably go, oh, look at that. I have this wonderful life. I have this wonderful husband. I have this wonderful family. I have this wonderful set of friends. I have this you know, wonderful uh, place in the world. Yeah. So that was, that was something that I'm, I'm curious about listening to you is when we take that that loop around when we when we run through um, a perspective wheel are we are we literally looking around like right now I'm in my office there's um, you know a really delicious cup of coffee on my desk mm. um, the sunlight is streaming in or are we kind of going internally to say, you know, I have dreams, I have ambitions, I have goals, I am, a, I have kindness, I have compassion. Um, what, what, in your view, what are the most important questions that can really knock us into a reframe? Yeah, well, uh, I think it can be both of those things. And, um, you know, depending on where we're at with our um, coaching clients, it might start with something as simple as um, an observation. Uh, so, for example, you used coffee uh, as an example of something that probably you have a lot of gratitude for, and that's something common that we take for granted. But if you imagine that you didn't have it and you were lucky enough to have one, um, it could start to open you up to, you know, there's a lot here for me to be um, excited about and grateful for. So, I think you can start with things that are simple. Um, you know, what's in your office that um, brings back a wonderful memory for you. That, mm-hmm. that could be the beginning of a reframe because it's shifting the way in which we're um, experiencing the moment. And I'll give you a sample of a, of a couple questions that I like. Yeah. Um, what, um, so if a client were to say to me, yeah, I'm really um, frustrated with this challenge that I'm experiencing, I might say, 
in addition to being frustrated, what else are you experiencing as you look at yourself in this situation? Um, I might, yeah. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. I might ask them, what strengths do you know you have that maybe you haven't tapped into lately that might help you through this challenge? Mm. Um, If you were to look at this as a, a learning opportunity, what feels most resonant for you? Those are beautiful questions. And you know, what's really showing up for me is that it, they're, they represent a, a combination of a strengths-based and whole person approach. Mm-hmm. When we take the time to engage in positive emotions with whole person and strength-based approach, we actually limit the capacity of our limbic brain to engage in negativity bias and and narrow thought. Um, And something that absolutely fascinates me, and I know that you're very well versed in this as well, so um, perhaps we can get a little bit deeper in the neuroscience, is that when you take the time to knock yourself into or climb into, I like to think of it as climbing up into your neocortex, um, a positive outlook, you broaden your capacity for sensory perception. Mm-hmm. You're, you're able to notice more, see more, observe more. And it sounds like this very simple foundational coaching technique packs an enormous punch from the perspective of developing neuroplasticity towards enhanced perception. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so to follow on your lead here with, with some uh, neuroscience, what we know is when we are um, stressed out and we're um, maybe we've got some of that negativity bias showing up and it's starting to reverberate through the system, um, we know that the ability to actually see changes, right? So the, there's scientific research that says the more stressed out you are, Um, the more limited your vision becomes. So you actually lose your peripheral vision. And it's both a literal impact and also a metaphoric one, because as you start to close off what you can see and you end up with this tunnel vision, you're also um, suggesting, you know, your brain is saying that's all there is. This is the only fact Um, when we know that, of course, that's not true. And so by um, engaging in reframing, we may be helping a client shift from having a ton of cortisol to starting to generate more dopamine, more serotonin. And as they are calming down, um, they become, become able to access that place in their neocortex that allows the vision to start expanding um, and, and literally changing the nature of what they see in front of them. Yeah. And so much of that takes place inside of the space of a coaching session. Mm-hmm. When you're listening as a coach, what are some nonverbal or verbal cues or just even intuitive cues that you're able to pick up on that lets you know that a client is starting to calm down enough to move into a different way of thinking? Yeah. Well, maybe I'll start that with um, when I notice that they're in that all or nothing mode, like it is or it isn't, it's bad or it's good, it's right or it's wrong. I can't, I won't, there, there's no way. 
Um, those are indications to me, of course, that they've started that process of, of tunnel vision, right? There's a singular fact, and then that's the only way that they can see it. Um, and often they also bounce back and forth from one polar side of a continuum to the other. Um, so when they start engaging in conversation, that's a demonstration that they found some middle ground, um, we know that the shift is starting to begin. And when they start to say things like, you know, I've never thought of it that way, or even I've never really considered this before, or, you know, it seems like I've been thinking in a really limited capacity. Um, and, you know, you can hear it in people's um, tone. Certainly there's a change in tone uh, from one that feels maybe hesitant or really uh, rigid to one that feels like, hmm, yeah, and there's that too. Um, so there's, a, there's an actual change in the nature of how they're communicating. Folks seem to loosen a little bit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think that's serotonin doing its thing. <laughs> <laughs> I love hormones. <laughs> yes, me too. Especially that one. <laughs> it's a good one. It's a good one. <laughs> it's a good one. Um, so in terms of, you know, thinking about the the continuum of of being a coach, you know, I, I think sometimes when we, we have conversations like this at very high levels and, you know, you are a master coach and have been in this space for a very long time. Um, and folks who are just starting out might be saying, this sounds like it's a little bit beyond me. Um, what might you say would be a good place to start out in terms of behavioral standards that let coaches know they're on the right track with reframing? Yeah. Well, one of the exercises that we do in the class that I teach on reframing is um, to think about language um, and expand language from being really um, sort of black and white to all of the things that they could consider. So here's an example of that exercise where um, I'll say, okay, so somebody says, I'm an overthinker. What else could they be? Um, and I have the students chat in uh, on Zoom. What else could that be? So for example, they could be conscientious or they could be deep critical thinkers or they could be analytical or they could be detail oriented or they could be interested in things below the surface. So there's a lot of ways we could describe it that don't necessarily, you know, put it in a category of overthinking is bad and there, therefore you're bad. Mm. Um, what if overthinking in, in, in one sense is, has helped you. It's been a strength. Uh, it's allowed you to explore and examine details like no other person uh, around you. And so um, this is a, a beginning place. I'll give you one more example. Someone says, yeah, I got a, um, I got called uh, a um, conceited person. And well, what else could conceited people be described as? Well, they could be described as confident. They could be described as assertive. They could be described as um interested in their own um, self-power and agency. So, uh, you know, there's, this is a, a beginning place to start to see how uh, labels um, 
have many interpretations and that expanding those interpretations um, can help coaches and clients, of course, see that there's, there's, there's more there than a singular fact. Yes. Yes. And one of my favorite things about coach training is that, of course, it will ultimately serve your clients, but it also serves us all so much as humans Mm -hmm. as we're learning this stuff. Um, What has been your experience with the Lumia community? I know that as adults, you know, it's, it's hard, it's intimidating to join a group, to join a community. Who are our people? What has been your experience like in our classrooms? Mm. Um, I was, like I, I need, you know, an hour to describe to you <laughs> all of the wonderful things about the community. Uh, you know, I, I, would, I would have to say they're advanced citizens, right? They come in already with this beautiful interest in their own growth and, uh, and the capacity of humans to change um, and experience life. Um, at a, you know, just at a higher um, resonance. Uh, They themselves, the students come in open to um, possibilities. Uh, I think there's a, there's a nature of community that's, uh, it's almost like it, it, um, it's growing before they even show up for the first class because there's uh, lots of diversity uh, within, you know, who shows up. Um, and that's a beautiful thing, but there's also that common thread of, of people who are really interested in their in growth and learning and challenging themselves and experiencing something that um, is both uh, infinitely important for their own lives, but that they also want to share it mm. with others. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing. And, you know, for folks who are, are thinking about joining, who are thinking about um, becoming a coach, I always think back to where I was at the starting line. And I was terrified, honestly. I was terrified to say that I wanted to be a coach. I was terrified um, to put my profile picture online uh, and, and show my face. Uh, and I had a lot of imposter syndrome as I was learning the ropes because I felt that everyone around me was was so much more accomplished. And so I have such empathy for folks who are just starting out. Uh, what advice would you give to folks who are cur- considering this career path? Yeah. Uh, well, it it's incredibly fulfilling work. Um, you are being in service to uh, humanity. And, and I think it is bigger than one person at a time. Um, I think it's... Uh, there's, so there's two things that, that come to mind in terms of, uh, what this kind of work will offer them. I think it is a journey for the coach that is never ending to, um, to just experience, um, this kind of exchange with another human at this level of depth. We, we don't get it in our day-to-day lives. I, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know that we get it with our significant others, families, best friends. So there's something about this exchange that is transformative um, in and of itself, right? That kind of deep listening, the curiosity, the um, sort of uh, nature of um, thinking partner, sounding board, um, someone who 
who cares deeply about the other person's experience and um, very little about their own. Um, so I think that that in and of itself is so worth investigating uh, that so much so that I would say, even if you never coached a day in your life, come to coach training because it's so transformative. <laughs> awesome. I wholeheartedly agree. Uh, coaching is a discipline has changed my life in, in a, a myriad, myriad of ways. And if you're already on the coaching path and you're on the path to your ICF credential, you should know that Julianne is a mentor coach. And I will wholeheartedly recommend that you call her uh, for those <laughs> services. Um, and also you can find Julianne within our Lumia classrooms. But if folks did want to reach out for you for support, um, as a mentor coach, are you taking on uh, clients and where can folks find you? Yeah, um, well, certainly they can find me on LinkedIn uh, because I'm uh, doing a lot of executive coaching. Uh, that's uh, the social platform that I uh, use. Um, I also have a website so they can uh, look me up on my website. And then I have a, a contact form where they can book a half an hour for free to meet with me and talk to me about what their goals are. Uh, they do mentor coach a tremendous number of the Lumia students as they're working towards their ICF credential. And we are grateful. We were going to put um, all of the information on where folks can find you in the show notes so that they can click through. Um, thank you so much for this rich, rich conversation. It's, it is just always awe-inspiring to get to have a front row seat to the depth in which you are able to really show off our craft and I'm um I'm humbled it was a really beautiful experience today thank you no oh, thank you so much Noel all right Julianne I'll talk to you soon okay sounds good have a great day you too thanks for listening to everything life coaching if you're feeling the draw to become a coach head to lumiacoaching.com slash everything explore a new career that brings fulfillment gives you a true sense of purpose and a bold community to do it with Lumia is ready to equip you with the tools, training, and community you will need to reach your goals. If you're ready to build a unique coaching business on your own terms while making an impact on the world at large, Lumia is the next bold step in your coaching journey. That's lumiacoaching.com slash everything. And hey, if you're waiting for a sign, this is it.